Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 16th episode from the PJ Archive. It's a phone interview I did with the hugely gifted British singer-songwriter Amy Winehouse. It took place in 2004, when she was touring off the back of her multi-award-winning debut album, Frank. She was only 20 years old and tragically died just seven years later. On this occasion, Amy talked me through her favourite albums at that time. Hi, Peter, all right? Yeah, thanks. Are we going to do your records now? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, so whereabouts do you keep your record collection? May we know that? My, most of my favourite CDs are in the kitchen. I've got a lot upstairs. Most of them are upstairs in my bedroom, but the ones I listen to a lot, are the, like most at this particular time, I have in the kitchen. So have you got sort of two stereos, as it were? Yeah, I've got, yeah, well, three, if you count the DVD player, which oh. I do. Sort of how large is the record collection? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't have that much CDs, but maybe 400 or so, 300, 350, 400 CDs. And do you have any vinyl records? Yeah, I'm not a big vinyl collector though. I've only just got decks, so I've never... I've, I've maybe got like 40. Then how yeah, sort of... I'm a real CD girl. How sort of um, broad would you say your taste is in music? I'm a fascist when it comes to music. I don't have a broad taste. I don't listen to any pop shit. I don't listen to any folk shit or country shit. I listen to straight groove stuff that I would play on as a guitarist, like jazz or hip-hop or R&B, stuff that I would like to play on, you know, that's groove-led, beat-driven stuff. And I consider jazz to be as beat-driven as hip-hop. And are there some CDs you play over and over again, or do yeah, you tend to...? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And this is the sort of the 10 you're giving us here, is it? I guess so, yeah. I'll give you the, the 10 that I keep um, having to replace. Yeah. <laughs> What's the first one you've chosen? Um, I guess the first one that I listen to the most is most best album, Black on Both Sides. Black on Both Sides? Yeah. And tell us about this album. Um, it's a, a wicked album. It came out five years ago and it's still, a, it's still undated. It's timeless. It fits in anywhere. And... Um, I'm probably going to still be listening to it and getting as much from it in 15 years as I am now. How did you first get to know about this album? Um, I don't know. I, I'd heard about his name and then I saw it in a record shop and bought it and that was it, really. Right. That was it for me. And have you been to see him live? No, I haven't been to see him live, but I, was, I went to see Bilal in New York and Mostef was there. Did you speak to him? Yeah, I shook his hand. It was the most amazing. It was February the 25th, 2003. And what's your favourite tracks on this album? I love all of them, to be honest, I love it. Okay. Um, second choice of album, please. Uh, my second choice of album that I listen to a lot is probably the second Buster Rhymes album. Um, what's it? Oh, what is it called? Um, when Disaster Strikes. When Disaster Strikes. Yeah, that's probably my favourite album that he's done. I love Buster, he's, he is fucking amazing, and that's probably my favourite album of his. Why is he effing amazing? He, he, he carries the energy, Buster Rhymes, that I haven't, you don't see in musicians. He has an energy like he's got an instrument in front of him, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He carries himself highly, and he, his, it's just all wicked, the energy. He, he's just got uh, an amazing energy. The tracks are wicked, and, you know, he, he's just one of the most innovative people in hip-hop. He, he's a... He's a pioneer, Buster Rhymes. You met him? No. No? Well, have you seen him in concert? Actually, no, I've never even seen him live. Um, okay, um, number three, please. 
Um, I guess another album I listen to quite a lot, is, or the classic album for me, is the Sarah Vaughan, Sarah Vaughan album. Right. And how did you sort of come across Sarah Vaughan in the first place? I don't remember. She's just always been there from when I can, as far back as I can remember. And how much of an influence on you has she been? Uh, massive. She's um, she's my um, she's a she's a massive influence on me. Like she's one of my favourite. My top three singers are her, Diana Washington, and then um, Minnie Ripperton or um, Denise Williams or someone. Right. And when you like an artist like this, do you sort of study them, find out a bit about them and stuff, look them up on the internet and so on? No. The music tells you so much more than you would ever need to know. Okay, and why this particular album of hers? Because she does a rendition of Lullaby of Birdland that I think is beautiful, as well as a, uh, she does a thing of April in Paris where just before the instrumental, the, the, the verse coming into the instrumental is she's saying, the last line is, what have you done to my heart? And then the um, piano comes in for a solo and it sounds like the heart, like it sounds like the heart thinking about something the heart's kind of working and thinking and then the trumpet solo comes in and it is like the heart singing like it's an amazing amazing piece of music um number four album please um i'm actually standing in front of them right now looking at everything okay um i really like the album i love the lauren hill album miss education that was an amazing album and i think girls i'm i'm very very lucky to be a young lady of a time where we not only have had Lauren Hill's album in our consciousness but have grown up to it and been at a crucial point in our growth, mental growth, you know, girls of my age. Did you buy this when it first came out? No, it took, like, or did I? It, no, I don't think I bought it because no one had to. No one had to buy the album. Everyone knew someone who had it and everyone, it was just, it was always around, you know what I mean? It was always being blasted from people's houses, so it was like you didn't need to have your own copy because you you'd be at your friend's house anyway and she'd have one anyway. Did you like her work with the Fugees? Yeah, I loved that. Favourite track on Miss Education? Um, to Zion. Right. To Zion is such a special song to me that I've only heard it three times in my whole life because oh. I won't let it die on me, you know what I mean? I will not let that song... I will not. I will not overhear that song. You know what I mean? Never. Yeah. Okay. So special. I can only listen to it. Um, you know. Fifth album. Um, I like Thelonious Monk plays Duke Ellington. I love that album. Right. I've lost it. Someone nicked it off me. I like the Missy Elliott album. Um, what album was I really? Like? I like her new album, but I really like her album, The Real World. Why? Um, it's got she's a bitch, and it's got um, all in my grill, and that was uh, that was kind of the first time that I that we like me and my friends knew who she was. And were you instantly hooked, as it were? Yeah, straight oh. away. She's so inspirational. Yeah, I met Missy Elliott. That was amazing. Tell us about Missy Elliott. Is she a hero of yours? Yeah, she's a proper proper hero of mine. Like I couldn't even look down. She's standing right in front of me. And I was singing a, I was singing a gig, I was doing a gig, and I couldn't even look down in front of me because I was like, Missy's right in front of me, she's right in front of me, oh my God, oh my God, she's an idol, she's an idol. So, when and where was that? That was at the Hempel Hotel for a Mac party for um, AIDS awareness. That was about a month and a half ago, oh no, it's about two months ago.
And did you get to speak to Missy Elliott afterwards? Yeah, and Timberland, they were amazing, beautiful people. And what, what sort of things did you talk about with Miss Elliott? Well, music and work and, you know, some meet and greet, but hi. Did she say um, anything to you that you'll always remember, though? Yeah, but that's private. Oh, OK. Fair enough. And has she commented on your music at all? She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she did. It was great. And, um, what else? Was heard? she everything that you expected her to be? Yeah, she's a beautiful person and she's tiny. She's really mm. small. The sixth album, please. Um, I'd probably say, I'd probably say the De La Soul album, one of the new ones actually. Right. I really like Bionics when that come out. I really like that. Just explain a bit more about De La Soul. Tell us a bit about them. I just love their thing. I just, I don't know, freshness and they come, they've never had a negative stance on anything. Right. They've always come completely on the positive and from a real fresh kind of perspective. And I like that album in particular. I love the Slick Rick collaboration and I love, um, I love it too. And I like, um, tune they do with Elizabeth Bingham called Special mm -hmm. that's a proper tune um, their single off that was that tune Baby Fat which was wicked as well have you seen them live? Uh, no uh, no I haven't and do you watch these sort of bands on MTV or whatever? Um, yeah if I've got yeah I'm right. more likely to listen to it have you met them at all or come no, across them? no no I haven't met anyone ok <laughs> Apart from Missy Elliott. Yeah, I've met Missy. Okay. Um, number seven, please. Um, I um, I would say number seven would be Donny Hathaway Live. How did you come across Donny Hathaway, as it were? Again, I don't remember. Just sort of part of your life for a long time? Yes. And why this particular album of his? Um, it's just an amazing album. It has so much soul. His bands are amazing. He is so, so on point and that he does, you, he does songs like You've Got a Friend and um, Jealous Guy and it's wicked and he does this song called We're Still Friends which is just one of the best breakup songs ever written. And do you, do you ever do covers of people like Donny Hathaway? Yeah, all the time. Right. Which of his have you covered? I haven't. But I do covers all the time. I do jazz mostly. And do you know much about Donny Hathaway? Uh, like I said, with the music, that's says more than anything about his life. I know he committed suicide. Yeah. But to me, his music still says more about him than that fact in itself. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Number eight, please. Number eight would probably be um, Dinah Washington's album, Swinging Miss D. Oh, right. Okay. Just because she did that with um, Quincy Jones when he was really cute and young and does some wicked songs. And she, she, you know, she's a she's a jazz singer that smacked it. She was a blues singer that sang jazz, and she made jazz hers. Really, she really made it hers. Um, every song she sang, she she did in her style, and she yeah, she made it her own. Yeah, and for that, um, you know, I take a lot from uh, that. I take a lot, I should say. Favorite tracks? Um, I like "Is You Is or Is You Ain't My Baby." Even though someone did some fucked up remix of that recently. Um, I like, uh, what else is that? I like everything on that album, They Didn't Believe Me and um, I'll Close My Eyes, Ah, oh, Drowning My Own Tears is a tune and um, yeah, Drowning My Own Tears is Wicked. Okay, excellent. That's a Ray Charles tune. Right. Um, number nine, please. Number nine would probably be the Salt and Pepper album, Very Necessary. Oh, I That's love Salt and Pepper. because I was about 
I was about 10 when that came out and that was the first stuff I knew some people apart from like Push It when I was really young but like when they come out with Shoop and they did that tune with On Vogue what a man I was just like oh my god I loved that album I rinsed it, it, it I killed it that album what's happened to them now? The Salt and Pepper yeah I hope they're writing somewhere writing tunes because yeah. they were just wicked so they've got good memories for you then Salt and Pepper oh my god yeah did you used to copy their routines or anything with yeah, some friends? Yeah, me and my best friend were in a rap band called Sweet and Sour. Oh, just a sort of like a, a spoof of Salt and Pepper, was no, it? No, it wasn't a spoof. We took it very seriously, but we were nine and ten-year-old girls, so it did sound like we were taking the piss. Yeah. Of Sweet and Sour. And did you take? Did you do covers of their? No, we wrote our own stuff. We had a band. It was a proper band. We didn't want to sing their songs because we couldn't do it better than them. They already did that, so we thought we'll write our tunes. Favorite Salt and Pepper tracks on that one? Shoop, uh, What a Man, and yeah. somebody's knocking at my door. No, that's not what it's called. Hmm. Break of Dawn, and I can't think. That's right. Number 10 album? Final Number one? 10 album would probably be. Um, oh, I didn't get a Thelonious Monk in, did I? So I should just say that now. Yeah, it would probably be. Oh, actually, CD I always listen to a lot, actually, is this Duke Ellington CD, Max Roach and Charlie Mingus. It's called Money Train, I think. No, right. that's that film. Money Jungle. It's called Money Jungle. Okay. What was that film we went through tonight? It's Money Train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So explain why you chose this album. Um, it's just, it means a lot to... Oh, wait, no, wait. I've changed my mind. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That's right. My tenth favourite album is the Soweto Kinch album. Right. Conversations with the Unseen. Okay. Explain why. Um, it replaced that Duke Ellington one that I was writing. Yes, I will. Yep, yep. Um, no, I mean, in, in my life, it actually just replaced it and... Yeah, oh, I see what you mean. That is my thing now. Like, he's a Birmingham sax player. Right. He's young, and he is amazing. He's he's just a fucking hot musician, and um, he his album is is one of the most amazing things I've heard in in a very long time. He's a young musician and of our time. He's so straight ahead for our time. It's ridiculous. He's so straight ahead. He's an amazing sax player, and um, and have you worked with him at all? No. And um, do you think you will work together one day? Yeah, I'd love to. Mm. I'd love to. Love to work with him. And how did you get to know about him? Uh, how did I learn about Soweto? Just because if you have, if you work, if you surround yourself with some decent musicians that you can play good with, eventually you get to hear about all the other good musicians, and that's how I came to know about Soweto. His guitar, his guitarist on the album plays in my band, so. Oh, right. So are you quite friendly? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. He's a real good friend of mine. Yeah. Oh, good. So, so what's his character like? Uh, what's he like? He's just a cool guy. He's a musician. He's just like any musician. He's like a cool <laughs> person. Okay, fair dues. Um, favourite track on this one? Um, I like so much of this stuff. I like the title track, Conversations with the Unseen. He plays solo on that. Right. He opens this track with solo, and it sounds like a tropical waterfall like you can hear the water coming down that's what it sounds like water coming down but it sounds like hot water it sounds like boiling water brilliant well thank you very much indeed okay. it's been a real pleasure to talk to you you do and continued success I hope the tour goes very well for you thank you Peter all the best to you all Amy. right take care darling. cheers now bye